Welcome to Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brindley Joyner, and on this podcast, we chat about living healthy, happy, and fulfilling lives. From fitness to relationships to business, we really cover it all. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Talk Healthy to Me podcast. Today's episode is actually the very first guest episode that I've had on this podcast, and it is very special because this is a friend that is very dear to me. Nikki Font is coming on today, and if you don't know Nikki Font, she is a fitness and lifestyle influencer. She runs her own activewear company called Nikki Font Activewear, and she's just a really good friend of mine. She's actually the first friend that I made in LA, and we just hit it off the first time we met and have been friends ever since I lived there. She has such an awesome mindset and I just think she's such a positive light on all platforms of social media and I thought it would be an absolute honor to have her on and just hear some of her story and her advice and her tips on this podcast. But more than anything, I wanted the first guest to just be kind of like a fun, casual FaceTime basically that you guys get to listen in on. And that's really what this episode was. We got to have a conversation and catch up, but also reflect on how we've grown throughout the years and just look back on what we've learned since starting social media. Looking back on our lives, we've just realized we've learned and grown so much in this space. So it's cool to be able to kind of bounce back and forth and just have a conversation about it. Nikki goes deep into her story about how she got into fitness and health and wellness and why she's so passionate about it. She really gets vulnerable about how rock bottom looked to her before fitness and wellness and nutrition came into her life. We talk about gut health. We talk about anxiety. We talk about how anxiety is linked to gut health, constipation. Like we cover so many topics that I know a lot of other people are struggling with. So I think this episode is going to be really valuable and just give a lot of insight and personal experience in those subjects. We also talk about running a small business, doing social media, how she started an activewear company. We talk about cultivating a positive mindset and it includes a lot of little tips and tricks of how to live a healthier and happier life every day. This was such a fun conversation with Nikki and I'm so excited to share it. So we're going to bring Nikki on and enjoy this episode. Welcome, Nikki Font, to the Talk Healthy to Me podcast. Hello, I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I'm so pumped. You guys, Nikki is the very first guest on the podcast. It was very intentional because when I was thinking about a guest that I wanted to bring, I wanted it to be kind of like a FaceTime, like a friend catch up, something that was just so easy and fun. So I thought Nikki would be the perfect guest to have on. And as I just introduced Nikki, she has been my friend for a few years now. We met in LA. We've gotten to know each other on a friendship level, but also on a business level and a fitness level and so many more. So I thought it would be an awesome, like well-rounded conversation to have with her. So Nikki, I want you to give the listeners just a very simple introduction of yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you do, that type of thing. Perfect. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Nikki Font. I'm so grateful and blessed to be on Vinley's podcast today. Um, I am 24 years old, just turned 24 in February. I'm from Orange County, California. I just have such a passion for fitness and honestly, just for like improving my healthy lifestyle in any way that I can. In many different shapes and forms, it's changed in a lot of different ways, but my goal in life is just to serve others and be as much of a positive impact in this world as I can. A fun fact about myself is that I've played soccer for 17 years of my life. I played for three years in college as well. Um, I'm self-employed and I actually own kind of like three different businesses, which I know we'll end up talking about later on. And then last fun fact is I have a boyfriend that we've been dating for almost four years now. Yes. I love those. You are so well prepared with that. I feel like you hit all of the things. I'm excited to dive deep into each little topic there. Perfect. Um, so I kind of want to kick off this conversation, I guess, by letting the audience know how we met, kind of giving the story of how we met and how we grew as friends in LA, because I think that story in of itself is like super special. So Nikki and I met because she actually invited me to her photo shoot for Nikki Font, which is her activewear brand. And before that, remind me, I followed you first on Instagram, right? So, okay. So yes, you followed me and I have a really funny story from my perspective, but you finished what you were saying first. Okay. So somewhere along the line, I'm pretty sure I followed her and then she followed me back or something along the lines. And then she ended up inviting me to her activewear shoot. And guys, I was so nervous. I had just moved to LA. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any friends there except for a few friends that 
kind of mutual friends that were from my high school, but I hadn't met girls yet. And I knew that there is a bunch of fitness influencers also going to this. And I was like, should I go? Should I not go? Like, there's a part of me that really wants to make friends right now and go and meet these girls. But I'm also like, so terrified. And at the time, I was really dealing with a lot of like social anxiety It was right after COVID and everything. So I was really contemplating it. But going to this photo shoot absolutely changed my life. Like meeting Nikki, meeting all the other girls there, taking one little step to get out of my comfort zone and just like putting myself out there. The friendships that came from that yes are just amazing. And we'll talk more about like how that yes has turned into so many other little opportunities together. But yeah, that's how we met at the photo shoot. And we really clicked there. We talked for a while about a bunch of random stuff and just started hanging out more and more and more after. And yeah, the whole year that I was in LA, it was like weekend trips down to each other's places and all of that. And then Nikki actually came to Destin, which is where I live now and visited us. How long ago was that? A couple months? Like eight, eight to 10 months ago. Yeah. So a little social media connection has become like a lifelong friend, which I think is so, so awesome. Definitely. Okay. So with that photo shoot, that photo shoot was July of 2021. So let's go back even before that. I believe it was probably April of that same year. And I don't, I I guess you followed me on Instagram, but let's just say you were following me. I didn't really exactly know who you were at the time. I think I followed you back, but it was just like following, you know, random fitness girls, I guess you could say. And I was in Nashville with JP for a beam like photo shoot. And then we ended up driving to Georgia to visit his grandparents. And I think you were living in Georgia or you weren't living in LA yet. You were living in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. So we were in Atlanta at the same exact time. So I don't know if it was the algorithm or what, but JP and I were in a Target trying to get clothes and your post popped up on like my page. And I don't even know what it was. It was something so random, but I vividly remember being in Target showing JP your page. And I was like, I feel like I would be such good friends with this girl. It would be so cool if I could meet her in Georgia since we're both here right now. So random. Like I, that was the first time I really, you like popped up in my head. I remember Um, this now. I remember you told me this and I was like, what the heck? Yeah, Yeah. So, so random. So that was really that. I think we maybe DM'd something, but it was nothing major at all. And then fast forward a couple months and you posted a TikTok and got cyberbullied. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm talking about we don't have to go back to those days we'll leave that in the past but someone was being mean to Brinley and I was just like this girl honestly gives me such good vibes you give me such positive energy and I just felt like God put something in me to just say message this girl and give her some kindness because she's really not receiving any kindness from you know the social media part of life right now so I went Mm. over to Instagram and sent you like a long message I don't know if you remember that but I I do I was like, whatever someone said, like was not cool. But like, I just want you to let you know that like all the other content outshines this video that is clearly just being construed in the wrong way, um, like misinterpreted. And then that kind of just sparked a relationship out of us because you were like, thank you so much. That actually means a lot. Yeah. I was kind of down. And then um, I think that later on led into like, oh my gosh, we should meet up one day. And then you moved to LA like two days before my photo shoot. You didn't even have an apartment yet. Yeah. We were in a hotel. Literally we had to drive from a hotel. Yeah. So now we're in July and, um, this photo shoot was so random thinking back. There were a lot of big name, like fitness girls there. Like it was just very, um, unplanned. And I had told you, I was like, well, if you move to LA and I live in Orange County, you should come to this photo shoot. It's between both of our houses and you're able to meet um, all the girls that are there. We all kind of do the same thing. And then you came with Lucas and then we hit it off. And that kind of was like the the kickstart to our friendship for that entire summer, which was yeah. one to remember for sure. That's so crazy. And now thinking back to that, I can't, I can't believe I like forgot that whole story. But now that you bring it up, I remember it all so clearly. And I love how you said like God put that opportunity into your life to like reach out to me and just like put that little spark in your head. And if you're listening, like whether you believe in God or not, I feel like there are inclinations sometimes that go in your head of like, I should reach out to this person. I should send like, you know, a nice little text to this friend if you just randomly think of them. And like the fact that Nikki like had that inclination in her head and acted upon it has now led us to become like best friends. And as it's now like a lifelong friendship that we'll have forever, literally streaming from that one little yes to just reaching out to me and like sending a nice message. So if you ever have a little inclination like that, like go in on it because you never know what will come out of it. And the way that it spoke to me in a time where I was really like upset over what was going on on social media and everything, it was just a huge like breath of fresh air to me. 
I want to get into kind of talking about how you started your fitness and wellness journey. And I think when we say your fitness journey, it's people think like, well, when did you first start lifting? Or like, when did you make this change and have this transformation? But I think it can be so much more. And I know knowing your story personally, I want you to be able to kind of share parts of it with the audience, but I want you to speak into not just the aspect of lifting or working out, but like when your mindset started changing around everything and just when you started pursuing true wellness from the inside out, because that's what I want this podcast to really be focused on rather than just the workout aspect of it. Yeah. So I actually went through a really big like life-changing era for myself. That was when I was a senior in high school. I never really had any negative viewpoints on body image whatsoever. Like I said before, I played soccer my entire life. So I was always focused on being the best athlete that I could be. And with that, it was always fueling your body and just kind of eating everything and not really caring about the image, but rather, you know, how strong I am on the field and stuff. So when I was a senior in high school, all of a sudden I just like stopped going to the bathroom and I know that might be a little TMI, but now I strive to be like the platform and the person that I wish I could have followed when I was going through all of this because I was so lost, so drained and sad. And basically for two years, starting when I was a senior in high school, I would go to the bathroom every six to 12 days. And um, I was at the time, cause I didn't realize what was happening. I was eating a lot of food. So I was just extremely like constipated. And then I got to a point where I developed like a fear of eating because it wouldn't go down. I was in so much pain. And I was like, starting to think like, well, if I eat all this food, it's just going to sit inside of me. So if I just eat less then. I won't like throw up. Like I just, it was that bad. And it was never anything of me and my body image. It was more so like, I'm so toxic inside, like my gut. I had no idea what like gut health was and standing mental health and none of that. So with playing soccer six days a week and training so much and not eating a lot whatsoever, I ended up losing about 30 pounds in one month, which is extremely unhealthy. That was just like rock bottom for me. But it's kind of what kickstarted my fitness journey because I tried to start eating cleaner because I was like, if I'm not, if I can't eat or if I can't go to the bathroom and all this food is just going to sit inside of me, I would rather have like turkey slices and watermelons sitting inside of me for a week rather than Cheetos or fried food and stuff like that. So that's kind of where that started. And then fast forward two years, I ended up going on a trip with my family to Miami and this is so random. I didn't even really believe in this at the time. And it's just a weird story, but we were in Miami and my dad's cousin's fiance, uh, bear with me here. She was like, (laughs) she went up to my mom and I was at my lowest point on this trip after having gone to so many different doctors telling me that there's nothing wrong with me, that I'm just constipated. They were diagnosing me with, um, or sorry, not they were prescribing me with laxatives and stool hardeners and like everything that was contradicting each other did not know what they were doing. Some doctors telling me just eat a greasy burger kid. It'll go right through you. And it's like, you don't know how much agonizing pain I'm in from not pooping for literally 12 days. Uh, So this lady came up to my mom and she was like, Hey, like I'm picking something up. Some like, um, something on your daughter. Is it like, is there something wrong with her stomach? And my mom was like, Whoa, like that was so grand. I have chills right now. My mom was like, like, go talk, go talk to her. So we were at a dinner And she takes me outside and we just start talking and I'm never one to be vulnerable. And she was just telling me things about myself that I was struggling with in that moment or over the past some years, we had never met before. This was literally on the spot, telling me everything down to the T, just not naming names, saying like, this person is in your life doing this with this other person. And I was like, whoa. So um, long story short, she ended up telling me like, um, you need to start journaling and you need to start healing your gut through like your stomach is your first brain. So you need to start journaling or verbally praying or going to a therapist or just getting all of those feelings that you've been pushing down for your entire life out. And what I struggled with was essentially anxiety. I was doing all of this to myself stomach wise. And I grew up with a lot of guys around me and I felt like being vulnerable was a sign of weakness and crying meant that I, you know, I just wanted to be hard. And I now realize that vulnerability is actually one of the best traits that you can have. If you feel the need to cry, cry. Don't push yeah. it down. Pushing it down was really hurting me for years. And, and it's so- ac- 
sorry to interrupt you. It's actually such a strength. Like the thing that you thought was a weakness can be such a strength because it not only frees you from feeling all those things, but it like encourages others and inspires others to also live in vulnerability too. Exactly. So she told me, write everything down. You don't have to necessarily forgive all these people that have wronged you in your life, but just pray to Archangel Michael. And if you don't know who that is, me to note, he is considered the champion of justice or the healer of the sick. And he's a guardian angel of the church. So I was consistently praying to Archangel Michael. And I was like, just allow me to forgive the people that have wronged me. I've never physically forgiven, forgiven them in person. Like I didn't go up to, let's just say, like Luke and was like, Hey, like, I forgive you for what you did to me six years ago. But in my heart, I was just like, allow me to feel peace when I think of their names, because I was holding so much tension and anger toward those people. And it took me almost a year of consistently writing down the things that were bothering me when people were just pissing me off. It doesn't even matter. It could just be someone that said something that I didn't agree with. And it made me angry. I wrote it down. And I couldn't read anything that I wrote down back to myself because it was just so emotional for me. And I know that was a big tangent, but that was like, no, that was that's so important part of my journey. And now being vulnerable, talking about my feelings, if I feel the need to cry, I cry. And now my bowel movements have like almost completely healed themselves. I have to be very clean, but being in tune with my body has like, that's been the biggest game changer for me. Dang, that is such a powerful story. And I know I've, I've heard most of that story, but I haven't heard it that in depth or like all the details that I just did. And it just reminds me like when we first had the conversation about both of our stories, we are so similar in that. I also struggled with, um, for you guys that are listening, I also struggled with digestive issues and gut issues. And it's the most defeating, discouraging thing when you're struggling with something that you just have no answers for. And you're just like, what is wrong with me? And everybody tells you either nothing's wrong with you. This is normal. Or you get prescribed, like you said, random stuff. I would get prescribed antibiotics for my stomach being bloated. Like it was crazy stuff. And I like now the trend of social media that is starting to talk about gut health and how, like you said, your gut is like your second brain um, and the connection between gut health and overall health and everything. Like now those conversations are being opened up. But back then when we were struggling with those things, it wasn't as normal. And I think to your point, talking about how anxiety and stress and just like the overwhelming stuff on the inside that wasn't balanced was actually affecting you in a physical way. And I think that's a, a lot of times what we don't realize I think we're easy or we're quick to say, like, if you're struggling with bloating or gut health, like take this, do this, try this workout, eat kimchi, like all these things, which those things can be good and beneficial, but you got to get to the root of it. And a lot of times the root is something that's so much deeper than like anything physical. It's something on the inside. It's on your heart. It's in your mind. It's that stress and anxiety that you're talking about. And I think we like as a society, we neglect that because it's hard to talk about. It's vulnerable to talk about. And it's like not a quick, easy fix. It's like you said, deep work that you have to do consistently praying, journaling, all of that stuff to relieve yourself from that stress and from everything. It takes a lot of work and a lot of dedication, but it definitely is something that in my life actually helped me with the bloating and the gut health, gut health stuff as well. So I can yeah. definitely attest to that. And but thank you. It can be so last thing with this. No, um, keep going, please. It can also be so embarrassing. I mean, if you're in high school and you're not going to the bathroom and like the word constipation or IBS, I was so embarrassed to tell people those things until I was kind of forced to get comfortable with it after going to so many, I was desperate at that yeah. point. And I feel like all of us in our fitness journeys, or at least if you haven't had this epiphany yet, you will in some way, shape or form. But my toxic trait growing up that I'm, happy to say that I have broken free from is laxatives. Like my thing was anything is good in moderation, but I started to believe that laxatives was such a crutch for me where if I didn't take them, I wasn't going to go to the bathroom. So I started taking them every single day and my muscles forgot how to just function on their own. And I was ruining my gut, like with all of those things. And now I'm just such a firm believer in like holistic health. And I don't know much about it, but your page helps me out so much too. Cause it's like, eat your whole foods, like whole foods, yeah. have so many benefits to them. And people didn't understand that you don't need to take a pill. You can go out in the sun and have salmon and have broccoli and have yeah. a little bit of all that stuff every single day. And it will heal your mental and your physical so much. For sure. I think that's so true. I think that like God literally created, I think we've talked about this before, but God created the earth 
full of things that are meant to keep you healthy and to heal you whenever you do get sick. And so often we want to run to the thing that people are trying to sell us as a quick fix. But like you said, you can go out in the sunshine and it boosts your endorphins and like literally makes you like your whole mindset changes because of those endorphins that are released into your bloodstream and everything. And like water, hydration, natural whole foods that are literally uprooted straight from the earth. Like the things that are just like there and present to us naturally occurring. I feel like those are always the best things to build your lifestyle and your diet off of. And I also want to say, I'm not coming on here to say be hundred percent perfect. I love my processed chicken nuggets sometimes too. (laughs) And I don't want anybody listening to think they're saying only eat things from the earth and only do this and this and this. No, like we're human too. But I think when you build your lifestyle around that and that's the bulk of it, then it allows you to live like healthy and happy to where you can enjoy like something fun you know, and it doesn't affect you in a way that if you would only have processed foods in your diet 24 seven. Okay. So I love that story. I guess I want to ask you from that before we move on to some of the next points, if someone, I guess if it's yourself that you're talking to, like a younger version of yourself, or if someone younger than you is currently going through that stuff that you were the bloating and the indigestion and the not being able to poop and all of that, what advice would you give them just like off the bat? I know you kind of touched on it, but if there was like one way you could kind of condense a sentence or two of like what advice you would give them, what would it be? Yeah, figure out the root of the problem. And I would first ask yourself, what's stressing me out? Is my family stressing me out? Is school stressing me out? Is my sport stressing me out? Are my friends stressing me out? Like stress is such an overlooked but broad topic. So think about what is hurting your mental at that point. And then hypothetically, let's say it's your family. You don't even realize it's your family. Then have those conversations with your family. If you feel like you're being judged by your family and your mom is saying something that you don't agree with, either walk away and just accept and don't let it get to you or voice your opinion and be like, hey, it bothered me when you said this and I just want you to respect my opinion. And I feel like I'm just really stressed out, but by voicing this, it's gonna help myself. And you just have to put yourself first I never loved, I never liked to be around girls that dealt with drama. I just removed myself from the situation. But my issue during that time was just pushing down my feelings. But what I thought I was doing was the right thing by walking away. But in this case, just don't surround yourselves by them. But if they are bothering you, write it down in a journal, maybe confront them in, you know, a clean way, not in a drama way, or just talk about it with your family and get it off of your chest. But don't hold on to your feelings because I feel like that's the main thing that is hurting young women and men probably their stomachs is just by pushing down and suppressing their feelings but your feelings need to be released yeah and if you don't release them in a healthy way they're going to be released in an unhealthy way whether it's acne or irregular bowel movements like they're going to come out somehow but have them come out in like a forgiving way or just a release of you know channel them in a different way rather than just making them such a negative thing Yeah. So good. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing your story on that. Um, I want to get into the next thing. And this is kind of a selfish topic because I feel like I used to know your morning routine, but I want to know your updated morning routine. But I also want the listeners to know. So I want you to go in depth from the time your alarm clock goes off to maybe let's say 12 o'clock. I guess that's the end of the morning time. I want to know your in-depth morning routine. Go. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to start with Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We have okay. a Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning routine and the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday morning routine. So I got okay. two mornings. Let's start with the Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I wake up at 6 a.m. on the dot and then I get out of bed. The goal is just to wake up, not check my phone, just get up. And one of the things that I am trying to focus on the most is you have five seconds to make a decision. You have five seconds to act on like what is in your brain or that dream will be crushed. So if you don't get up and you lay back in bed, you're not going to get up. You're going to keep snoozing and stuff. So yeah, I wake up at 6 a.m. I wash my face. I brush my teeth. I change my clothes. I take a selfie. And if you've been watching my Instagram stories, the second I wake up, I put my robe on and I take a selfie because I want to prove to you guys that the timestamp on my selfie says as close to 6 a.m. as possible. That's holding me accountable. That is holding me accountable. Yeah. But also for the girls that are trying to do that too, and they don't have someone to wake up with them it kind of is holding them accountable as well. So we're all in this together, but I love that. Brush my teeth, wash my face, get ready. I grab a verb bar. Remember verb bars? Yes, we love. Oh, (laughs) I have like two a day. Yes, same. (laughs) For real. 
Um, I have a verb bar because it's the perfect amount of caffeine and like a little bit of carbs, but it's so early. Like I can't have too much of anything. Um, and then I go drive to JP's house who lives like five to 10 minutes away and I pick him up and then we continue on to the beach, which is about 15 to 20 minutes away. We run three miles is the goal. I am a a new girly now. Yes. We love that. I've loved keeping up with this, by the way. This is why I'm so excited seeing your stories and vlogs and everything of this. Like it inspires me. So we'll get into that too. I love that. That that means a lot. That's the goal with it. It's really inspiring myself to watch the content back because I'm like, I really am the person that I'm trying to like, I'm striving to be. I'm inspiring myself in a weird way. Yeah. Um, But we run the three miles and then JP and I jump in the ocean because it is freezing right now. Like it's like 45 degrees. And so we, we just have to sprint into the ocean because you can't just like, like you're jumping in a pool. You don't just get submerged right away. You have to gradually go in with the ocean. Yeah. We jump in, we go under the waves, like probably five times, which is so hard. We're in there for like probably two to five minutes. Um, and then we get out, we come home shower, and then I just get ready. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do not go to the gym and I just work from home. So I do all my editing on those days. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Now for Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, um, I wake up at 7 a.m. So I sleep in for another hour. Yes. Uh, I wake up and then I full on get ready. So like I wear a little bit of makeup to the gym. I try to look cute because I'm going to be filming at the gym and you know how all that. I know how it is, of course. Yes. So wake up at seven. I fully get ready. I post content on social media. So I'm definitely on my phone in the morning on these days. Um, I will respond to DMs, obviously probably go down the TikTok rabbit hole. I'm just, you know, it is what it is. I think it's <laughs> fine. Um, and then, well, we love an honest queen. Yeah, like I definitely am trying to do better and lower my screen time. But, you know, it's my job. I live on it. So yeah, definitely um, wake up, get ready, post my content, check on emails. Just make sure, you know, nothing's blowing up anywhere. It's all going smoothly. <laughs> And then I will eat and then I drive to my gym, which is like 30 minutes away. And I usually get to my gym around 11 a.m. And then I'll start lifting. Dang. That's awesome. That sounds like a packed morning routine. Sounds so good. What would you say are some benefits of the cold plunge for you personally? I know we talk about like the actual scientific proven benefits, but like, what do you gain from it? I'm curious. Yeah, this is like my fear. I'm doing a YouTube video today on this of like my personal feeling on doing the cold plunges. But I feel like one, the second you get in the water, you have already checked the box of hitting that mental accomplishment where you're like, I don't want to do this. No one wants to freezing cold water and you're going to physically put your body in an uncomfortable situation. So the second you get in the water, you're already in it. So it's like, just stick it out. You only have a couple minutes left and it will only get warmer once you're in it. And you just, I don't know, like the endorphins just through the work, through the roof. The second you go yeah. underwater and take your head up from being fully submerged underwater, I have to like scream. Like, you yeah, like ah! you have to let something so, out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we just start laughing and we're like, we're just so happy because not only are we kind of like suffering together, but we feel so alive in that moment and so grateful just to be surrounded by like God's beautiful playground. Like we are in the water yeah. at 7 a.m. And it's freezing cold. There's surfers around us. You hear birds chirping. Everyone else that's awake at that time are just walking with their loved ones or their dogs. And specifically speaking for being at the beach, it's just a really liberating feeling. And it really does make you immediately grateful for being present in that exact moment. There's no social media. It's just you with the earth and you just feel so alive. Yeah. It's such a bonding moment too. If you can do it with someone, like it's pretty miserable when you jump in an ice tub by yourself. But if you're with someone, it's like you said, you're laughing. It's such a bonding moment with that person. I do the same thing with Lucas and he does it a lot more frequently than me. But whenever I do it, I'm like, I should be doing this every day. Like, why don't I, even if it's for 30 seconds, this feels so good. For me, I feel like it boosts my mood so much. Every time I get out, I'm just ready to absolutely slay the day after that. Like I feel so rejuvenated and motivated. And if I did one extremely challenging thing, then like I can take on my to-do list. That's how I kind of view it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then you said, so you go to the gym and then you said on the, I think it was the Tuesday, Thursday, that 
day you sit down for work. And is that when you start working on like after the gym, is that when you start working on Nikki font or do you start doing emails or kind of what's your workflow into the day from there? Yeah. So let's say, let's say the, the running and cold plunge days, that's where I'm more local to my house. So, um, today's one of those days I will edit all of the content that I took on gym days. So when I go to the gym, I'm filming TikToks. I'm filming my actual workout. Cause I'm actually working out. I will film anything that I have to with brands. Cause a lot of the brands that I work with are fitness related, like hydro jug, Bouray, gym bags, powders, pre-workout, my own fitness apparel brand. All of that can be filmed in the gym. And then the days that I don't go to the gym, that's where I'm just sitting at home and I'm editing everything. I'm editing a YouTube video. Maybe I'm filming a vlog. Maybe I'm editing the home versus gym stuff that I post on Instagram and on TikTok. That's like a full-blown editing day and a recovery day for uh, my body since I'll be yeah. at home. I love that. Um, well, I feel like if you're listening, you can tell she has her hand in so many different things and like talking to many content creators, just we're, we're speaking just content creators. I feel like there's always something that can be edited or recorded or filmed or anything, plus owning a business on top of that and just doing social media on all platforms. How do you balance like social media life and then real life? Like, how do you kind of set boundaries to make sure that you're posting, you're doing the thing, you're running the business, but then you're also taking time to like embrace real life and be in the present moment? Yeah, it's tough. Honestly, I, my social media is my life. I I mean that in a very positive way. I love the life that I live. I'm very grateful for the life that I live because my job is essentially living me going to the gym. I'm going to do it regardless. The things that I eat, I love taking photos. I love recording myself, not in a selfish way, but like, I love looking at myself when I work out. I'm like, dang, my body is changing. My form looks great. Like I love looking at videos to see how much I've changed and evolved as a person. And I'm just kind of creating like a video diary and a video journal to show my future kids or to look back on when I'm older. So yeah, I never really view anything that I do as work. It's just so fun for me. So it's really hard to draw a fine line of, you know, when, when do I take a break? Because as you know, you have that business mindset where if I stop, there's always more I could be doing. And you feel like yeah. if you take a break, you're going to fall behind especially if you're taking a break one day and you open up Instagram and you see that Brinley and Lucas are doing this crazy YouTube video. And I'm like, dang, I see, you know, I could be doing something like that. So it is really tough to draw that line, but I feel like JP and I find a lot of ways to just, I don't know how to describe it, go to the movies or go on a hike and not record it, something like that. But I feel like for the most part, like my life is, my job is my life. So I don't really... (laughs) I don't know. I don't really take a break. It's yeah. I feel like it's so toxic, but yeah, I never really take breaks from doing what I do because it's just what I do every day. Yeah. Well, I think too, like thinking back to when we used to hang out all the time in LA or Orange County, we were always so good about getting the content done, but then we would find ourselves like forgetting about our phone for hours because we were just yeah. in the moment and in conversation. So I feel like when you're doing stuff you really love or when you're with people you really love, like it just comes naturally. Like, yeah, we still have to work a little bit, take the photo, but then we're able to also put it down and just like embrace the real life part of life yeah. too, which and is what's awesome. also so fun for me is like, if let's say JP's like, you should do something for like, let's plan a trip coming up. Or what do you want to do for fun? If I leave for two months, what are you going to do on your own? So what I view as fun is like, if I hit you up Brinley, like as a friend on the side, and I'm like, Hey, I would love to come out to Florida. Let's hang out for a week. I want to like go to the beach, wake up early, work out, get acai bowls. And then I want to set aside like two to three hours of downtime so we can just edit our own content in silence, yeah. but in this company. That's fun for me. Yes, I so, agree. Like, I feel like whenever I hang out with friends, most of my friends now live in different states and we all kind of do the same thing. I met them through the fitness world, but it's so nice to be able to go out and eat at the places that we love to eat at and go do some sort of exercise in the day. And then after taking all the content, cause we enjoy taking photos, we just sit at a coffee shop for like an hour and edit our photos silently, but it's yeah. so much fun. Like it's so peaceful to just not be judged or rushed and you can just do your craft, but you're, you know, that they're also enjoying that. Absolutely. Being around people that 
just have the same mindset and the same work ethic and drive, but also the same re- like relatability with real life stuff is so important. I think that's a game changer because we all know what it's like to be doing something that you love and you're passionate about, but then maybe your community around doesn't understand it and you just feel like this disconnect. So finding those friends that like are on the same page with you is so important, especially if you're getting into social media or thinking about doing social media. Okay. I have another question for you. This is on social media a little bit and it streams from, it actually just popped into my head when you were talking about like filming everything and recording and all of that is your Instagram has blown up recently and your content has, I think like changed entirely and your posting schedule, the quality of your videos, like your feed in general, everything just looks so good and so professional. And I mean, your content has always been good ever since I met you, but recently I feel like it's just leveled up completely. So if there's someone listening that wants to get into social media and I guess, especially like fitness side of social media, what are some tips you have for just like leveling up your content, posting consistently, that type of stuff? What are your best tips? Give maybe like three. First, thank you for the compliment. That means a lot. Cause I put a lot, I put a lot of work into my social media, um, all of my content, but the tips I would give to you guys, if you're starting out is invest in the gym. I was filming content at a lifetime at an EOS at an LA fitness. And it wasn't until I joined my own private gym. Obviously it depends on where you live. And I know a lot of places don't have an aesthetic gym, but if you could find a corner at your gym or just an area with solid walls, white or black, or just something that's aesthetic and film there, that way it just looks so much more appealing on your page. So when I ended up joining my gym it's all black inside. All the equipment is black. It's low light. My camera, the exposure when it's low, just like makes everything look so crisp and my outfits pop. And I feel like when I started posting at that gym, my reels were popping off because not only was I posting, I, I feel good content for people to view, but a lot of comments were saying like, wow, this gym is beautiful. Like, wow, the way you edit your content is beautiful. And it wasn't just like the entire aesthetic of the gym. But if I was in the corner against two black walls, that enough was like eye catching because it made me pop that much more rather than having a bunch of random people in the background of your video. So that was one thing that helped me a lot. Another thing for growing is meeting up with a lot of like-minded people. So it doesn't even have to be fitness, whatever your niche is, it could be fashion or beauty or food, whatever it is, Find some people through social media that either live near you or just pull the trigger and go meet them in in real life. I've done that a lot with a lot of different girls, even when I only had like 3000 followers. So you don't have to wait until you hit a certain number to go meet up with people. You just find girls that, you know, genuinely feel like they're good people through the phone. And then when you meet up with them in person, you just kind of do what you're passionate about. And as long as you're having fun with it, I feel like people are going to catch your vibes and see that you're doing it for the right reasons and you're not doing it for the likes or doing it for the money and trying to sell people on all these codes that you're now posting about. But if you use a product every single day and you truly love and value going to the gym and your goal is to add value to people's lives, you will grow a lot more because people will see that you're actually trying to serve others and live for others. So a big part of my page is I want to add value to as many lives as possible So some content that helped me grow a lot has been my home versus gym content. And I used to do that in 2021 before I had met you. I did home versus gym. I was so new to content. So I didn't really know how to edit at the time. So it was just so much work for me to do. And I was only getting like a hundred likes if that. And I was like, this is not worth it. Like I put so much work into it. But now I've learned a system to just edit it so quickly because I essentially have a template for myself that I created and I'm adding value to the girls that are working out in the gym and at home in the same post, which is essentially like doubling my engagement on one post because I'm targeting two demographics in one and then that will spread like wildfire. So during that time of let's just say October, November, December in three months, I gained over 60,000 followers organically on Instagram that were all females. And Wow. That was a dream, like total dream. They, the, the right videos were going viral. Thank goodness. It wasn't like an accidental, you know, back shot on the Stairmaster of my yeah. butt. Like none of that. I post for the girlies, obviously, but the, the fact that I was able to get all these females following me from that, that was awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. I think what you were saying, it's key that you're you're creating content that people actually want to save. They want to save, they want to go back to and use, and they want to consume your content because it's something they can like take and 
like get value from, to make their life better, to learn workouts, to actually like learn and grow from it. Like nobody wants to get on social media and just see pictures that kind of just make them feel jealous or feel FOMO or all of that. They want to be able to save your content and gain something from it. So I think if you're wanting to grow your social media, especially Instagram and TikTok, I would say like create content that maybe a a former version of you would want to save and like do something with, or think about maybe your little sister or just like your friends, what's something they would save and get value from. And then that's the content you can start creating. And like Nikki was saying, that can be for fitness or that could be like cute outfit inspiration or food inspiration. Just think like, how can I take something that I'm passionate about and post it on my social media in a way that it adds value to someone else's life that's consuming that content. I think you do that really well. Trying to be relatable as well as possible. I've always had just a random little side note. I have always had like perfect skin growing up. And lately, I don't know if you've seen, I've been posting a lot about how I've been breaking out like crazy around my chin. And it's something that I was really insecure about at first. But once I posted one photo, so many girls were resonating with that. And they're like, I'm also in my mid twenties and I've never broken out until right now. And it doesn't make any sense, but like, it's so refreshing to see that it's happening to someone else and you don't know the answer. So yeah. like, we're all in this together. We are all so relatable and we all go through a lot of the same things, but you feel alone a lot of the time because social media can be such a highlight reel. But the goal of my page is to obviously post the pros and the highlights because, you know, you want to be a positive person. So the more positive you put out, the more positive you'll feel, but it's never going to be a hundred percent smiles all the time, but you yeah. do have to say in choosing, you know, what mood and mindset you want to wake up with. You say that a lot where you're like, I choose to yeah. be happy today. I choose to talk about affirmations and be positive and show self-love and self-care. And your page actually has helped me a lot with doing affirmations and like being more positive and choosing your, um, your mood for the day. Yeah. I love that. There is a quote I saw on Pinterest. Actually, I wish I could quote the person who said it because I feel like whenever you quote something, you got to quote the person but I don't remember who it was, but I saw it on Pinterest and it was like, choose your words the same way you choose your clothes that you put on for the day. So like the thoughts that you're thinking in your head, just like you would go into the closet and be like, Ooh, I like this shirt. I like these shorts. Like I'm gonna put this on, choose your words like that. Like choose a positive affirmation, choose something that's going to drive you with positivity into the day, choose something that excites you for the day. Cause as easy as you can say that I'm going to be joyful and grateful today, you could also say, I'm going to fall into a victim mindset today, or I'm going to focus on what went wrong yesterday and bring that into today. So it's really about the mindset you put on just like clothes in the morning that carries you throughout the day. There was a girl on TikTok too. I don't remember who it was. Same thing to you. If I could quote her, I totally would um, or give credit to her. But she was saying that the words that come out of your mouth all the time, they really do uh, with long-term play a role on your mental health. Where if you always say, let's say Brinley says something funny and I'm like, oh, I'm dead. It's like, just say, instead of saying I'm dead, say, that's giving me life. Or obviously that was an extreme saying like I'm dead or I'm dying or kill me or like stuff like that. It's like, listen to what's coming out of your mouth. I obviously might be speaking a little bit extreme here, but if you're saying, I think that's so true. Those words have such a negative connotation. And if you focus on, you know, not cussing less or just being more positive and saying it's raining today, but it's beautiful. Go smell the asphalt. Like, yeah, (laughs) there's so much. The glass is half full. It's not half empty. That's really how you have to look at it. Be like people ask. I've seen comments on your pages and on mine as well. People always ask, how are you so happy? How are you so positive? It's like, look at look at the things that you complain about every day. Really focus on talking about your high of the day. If you have a significant other or a friend or a journal, Every single day, write down your high from the day. If you had a horrible yeah. day, you woke up today. There's one right there. Like yeah. there is something to be grateful for every day. And if you have that mindset, you will be a happier person. Focusing on the good always. I totally agree. I think also what you were saying about like even letting little things slip out of your mouth, like, oh my gosh, I'm dead and stuff like that. It can seem like not a big deal at all. That's Like it's really not a big deal, but you were saying it does add up and it just does build that subconscious mindset in your head that you don't even realize it's kind of building. And especially when you take it further to say little things about yourself that are negative, like, ew, I look so bad in these shorts today, or ooh, my hair, I'm having a really bad day for my hair, or my skin doesn't look clear today. And you say that stuff around people, it could seem just like a very simple, innocent part of a conversation. But not only is it ingraining that in your head, but it's also 
letting the person that's hearing that think, oh, she said her skin doesn't look good today. Wait, does mine also look bad? Oh, she doesn't look good in those shorts. Should I now look in the mirror at my shorts? Like it not only affects you, but it really does affect the people you're around. So I think like watching your words and watching what comes out of your mouth always is so important for you and for other people. And as easy to, as it is to say those things, it's just as easy to bite your tongue. Like you, if you can't think of anything positive, say just like at least, <laughs> at least just bite your tongue and don't let anything negative come out because nothing good will come out of that if you do. And I think it takes time. Like that's easier said than done because for me in my own life, it definitely took a while to switch from like in high school, I would say stuff about my body, about my face, about what I was wearing all the time that was just negative. And it was almost like, easy and funny to make fun of myself sometimes. And it was almost a part of my personality trait. Like, oh my gosh, it looks so hideous today or something like that. And it was like funny to people, but it's not funny. And it really does ingrain that in your head. So I think the first step, if that is you and you're kind of like struggling with negative self-talk in any form, at least bite your tongue. And then you can slowly transition into like, when that thought comes into your head, acknowledge it, but then switch it to say like, you know what? yeah, these shorts maybe don't fit perfectly, but they're still super cute. And, you know, I love how my hair looks and just like replace it with a positive thought. I think that's the best way to switch that mindset. Yeah. And then last thing on this point, I just, it just popped into my head. I don't know if you remember this, but you and I were driving from LA to Santa Monica. I think this was the first drive we ever took together. It was like a 30 minute drive. And you said something like we were brand new friends and you were like, Oh, it's like, sorry about my, my music choice. I just like putting lighter music on because negative or like, um, rap frequencies can really put me in a bad mood. You said something like that. And first thought was like, one, I completely agree Two, I thought in my head, cause I was, I do this all the time, but I was like, I hate how she had to like apologize for playing the type of music that she wants to. But like, it was, it really impacted me in that moment. I'm clearly bringing it up two years later, but listening to dark rap music and you're blasting it in your ears or you're blasting it in your car for hours on end that also can put you in a downer mood like those are downer frequencies that you're consistently putting in your brain and that can have an effect on your mood as well so you know I'm not saying listen to Christian music obviously that is a good alternative if that's what you're into but listening to like I don't even know an example it's so hard to find now but lighter music it will really put you in a better mood or just listening to a podcast like music yeah. is up right now sometimes I just drive in silence because I'm like oh my gosh like I can't these frequencies are putting me so down I've realized that lately. so true so true yeah I think that's just like with what we were talking about earlier when you just like let things slip out of your mouth it's the same thing like in the moment it might not seem like a big deal but if you're singing those lyrics that are actually really dark or twisted lyrics and you're singing them not even thinking of them they still are going into your subconscious and like into your mind and it will slowly start to change your mind like sees things in the way of use certain topics and all of that you don't want to get to the point where you realize it's become a problem before you like stop and start transitioning better stuff into your life. If that makes sense, choosing all the high frequency stuff, the positive talk, the choosing gratitude, choosing to view the good instead of the bad. And yeah, just go with that mindset is so much better. I think the last thing I want to get into, and we could probably talk for like three hours. I don't even know how long we've been talking, (laughs) but I'm going to have to cut us a little bit short. I had so many other questions, but maybe we'll just have to have you on a second time. But the last thing I want to ask is about your business, about Nikki Font. I just want to know, like, what was the reason you started it? How did you start? Like, where was the time you got the thought in your head? I want to start an activewear company and I'm going to do it. How did you do it? Okay. So this is a really good one. And I love thinking back to this because something so positive came out of something so negative. When I, I finished college soccer in 2020. So I graduated college a year early and I like walked during COVID. So technically I didn't even get to walk at graduation, but I had a corporate job that I got when I was in my junior year of college. So that's kind of what made me want to finish a year early. And then now fast forward to January of 2020, I got the job full-time, was also still a student. And then COVID happened in March. So we went remote for my corporate job. So I'm working now from home and it was not what I expected it to be. Like I loved being in office. Like I wanted to be like the corporate baddie and all that working so young. I was 20 years old. And then in April, that's when 
my brother and I were in his room and we were playing video games and it was COVID lockdown. We were both working remote for the same exact job. It was a commercial real estate company. And we had so much free time because I was a full-time athlete and student and working part-time with this corporate job. When COVID happened, I went from like a thousand to zero, like everything was done. And I was so like anxious because I had this crazy work ethic of doing so many things. And then it all just came to a halt. So we were just talking and I was like, what should I do with my free time? He was like, you should start a fitness page again, but instead of wearing other people's leggings, you should sell your own. And I was like, that's brilliant. We're playing Mario Kart. And I was like, that's so smart. But like, I don't even know where I would start. And mini backstory, I used to have a fitness page in 2017 called Nikita Fitness. It was like an alias. My name is not Nikita. It's Nicole. (laughs) But it was like fitness and nutrition. By no means was it anything like along the right lines. I did not know what I was doing. It was just a hobby page. And I got bullied for like something so stupid. So I deleted the account entirely. So dumb. Should have kept running with it, but it is what it is. So that's why he was like, you should start a fitness page again and sell your own leggings instead of wearing other brands. So that was in April. Now fast forward to July 3rd was my very first ever Nikki Font Activewear launch. And I did the ombre collection. So if you remember Gymshark ombre leggings, do you remember those? Yeah. They were very similar to that. Obviously they were different, but like they started at one color and then aggressively turned it into white at the bottom. So also during this time, my boyfriend, uh, he served four years in the military in the Marine Corps. He was a sniper and his very first deployment was April of 2020. So he just left during COVID and obviously no one knew what was going to happen to the world. And I was our first deployment doing long distance. So we had no idea what to expect. So during the time of him going on his deployment, I promised myself and him, I was like, I want to become the best version of myself. So you can come back to someone who has a lot of self-growth. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I wanted to change something by the time he got back. And at the time it was me wanting to really grow in my corporate career, but that clearly was put on hold. So in April, I started lifting weights because I needed to find something besides soccer to put like my fitness energy into. And I figured that if I started lifting, if I didn't like the way that I looked before JP came back, I would still have enough time in those seven months. He was gone to like figure out what I wanted to do with my body. Um, So he was gone. And then in July, I launched my first collection with Nikki Font Activewear and it broke even. So like what that means is I sold enough leggings to be able to cover the cost of what the leggings, what like, you know, what the cost was. Um, I profited from it. And although it wasn't much, I was like, wow, like now I have to give the people what they want and create something next. Like there was something next now. And it was kind of just a hobby. I never wanted to do this as like a career at the time. It didn't cross my mind. I didn't even have a fitness page. I launched the activewear on my personal account that was just like, you know, friends and family were following, had like 2000 followers, but did well with that launch. And then in November, I did another collection launched and I created Nikki font underscore fitness, which is essentially what my content creation business is now on that platform. And I used that to post all of my activewear. And I was like, well, if I start posting my workouts on there, wearing my activewear, it'll kind of be like free marketing where the activewear can live on this page. And that way people can sign up for seeing my fitness content and follow me there. Because when I post fitness content on my personal page, no one signed up for that stuff. So they don't really care to follow it at all. So that was in November. And then of 2020, my content started to slowly grow because everyone, you know, they're working out from home now. So they started following these niche pages of what everyone was doing. And so now we're in, let's say March of 2021. So it's been about six months. I get on TikTok. My pages are really growing. I hit like 3000 followers on Instagram and I just started TikTok. And I get picked up by Beam, who is a supplement company. So I'm just seeing a lot of growth with myself as a fitness creator. And I wasn't taking my brand too serious because I still had my corporate job working remote. But it was that summer where I had met you and we were going to the Wish House and we were going to Zoo Culture. And I was meeting so many people in this industry. I was like, okay, this is fight or flight right now. Like I see, I did a launch and I did not break even. It was probably my fourth launch. And I was like, okay that did really bad. And that was because I was distracted. I was driving up to LA. Like I just did a launch while I was driving. Like I just, you know, I'm doing this by myself. And that's when I decided to start my ambassador program. So if you're listening to this and you're interested in joining a community of women that are all just striving to become the best versions of themselves and create a positive gym community, there's over 500 of the girls right now, which blows my mind. But 
we're all in a discord group chat and it's just such a fun group to be a part of. And they keep me going like there. I do this basically all on my own. I have an intern now that's been working with me for a month now, um, officially, and she helps run the social media pages, but I had done everything from packaging orders to, or I started actually with driving the orders to people's houses in a 50 mile radius of my house. I did not know I got all of my leggings with no logos on them because I didn't know how to do that. And I would go to my local like t-shirt cannery uh, to print the logos on the leggings. When someone ordered them, I drive to the cannery, wait 30 minutes for them to get printed. And then I would drive for probably five hours a day to all these locations dropping off wow. I didn't know the post office. Um, that is so wild. I love hearing. Yeah. I love hearing like the startup of businesses. Cause I, I mean, Lucas and I have gone through some of the same things of just like absolutely knowing nothing about it and just figuring it out and looking back, it's just crazy to think even like a year of growth of, of what you were doing and what your mindset was around it and your like knowledge behind it a year ago and how much you've grown in that is just crazy. And then you can take that and think, okay, well now two years from now, it's going to be 10 times what I am now. And I'm going to look at back at what I'm doing right now and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe blah, 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 the way I was handling business back then. So it's wild to see when you just take a chance and like do something you're interested in, you don't have to ever feel hundred percent ready and you don't have to know everything. You literally just have to start and believe in yourself and you'll figure it out figure it out as you go. Yeah. I think that's conversations awesome. Like this conversations like this are so refreshing too. Cause you know, we're so hard on ourselves. We feel like every launch doesn't meet our expectations, even though it surpassed the last launch by one times, two times, even three times sometimes, um, yeah. what you bring in, but we're so hard on ourselves. But at the end of the day, like we have to give ourselves credit. We're so young and we're grinding so hard. We're busting our butts off and we're doing it for the for the people that we're impacting. Cause right now it's not about the money. I have never paid myself from my activewear brand. It's all reinvested back into the brand, which I'm very yeah. grateful to be able to do, but it's all a learning experience and I love it. Yeah. That right there, what you just said shows the passion behind it. Cause like we're the same with Kaizos right now. And I think people see entrepreneurs and business owners and think that we are making a lot of money and it's going into our bank account. But oftentimes it's the opposite. The first couple of years, like you don't even get paid. So if there's not passion behind it, and if it's not truly fulfilling for you, then it's not worth it because like the money really isn't there until you start growing rapidly. But I know for you, like talking about the 500 girls that are in the ambassador program and you actually wearing your stuff 24 seven, like that's where the passion is, the whole lifestyle behind the brand. So I think that's really cool and super admirable. Thank you. Love it. You're so welcome. Um, all right. Well, that is really all we have time to chat about, but literally I'm looking at my notes right now as we're talking and I have so many more questions <laughs> for Nikki. So when you guys listen to this, let me know in DMs and everything when you want a round two and we'll dive into one. I want to leave the audience with one piece of advice though. So your closing question, Nikki, is if you could leave your younger self. So think about like 15 year old Nikki Font. What would you leave 15 year old you with a piece of advice that would help them in their overall wellness journey, talking fitness, nutrition, mindset, anything. If you're passionate about something or you have the urge or inclination to do something that might be different than what your friends are into, then just do it. If you're interested in fitness and you want to create like a blog or a fitness page or a brand and you are able to do it, but the only thing stopping you is being afraid of what your friends are going to think. No one's opinion matters, but your own. And as long as you believe in yourself, that's one person and that's all you need. And you should just go for it. And if people drop off after you pursuing what you want to do, they are either jealous or they were never your friend to begin with. But you have to put yourself first because, I don't know, you only live one life. So just live it to the fullest and just be grateful that you're able to be on this earth. And another piece of advice, last thing I'll say. Is, no, keep going. I love this lens. I heard this on a podcast. I was saying, envision yourself as if you were 80 years old. And if you were looking back, if you got a second chance to live life at the youngest, or if you got a second chance to live life when you're 24 years old, where I am right now, you got a second chance to be the youngest and healthiest version of yourself. How would you do it different? So lately I've been living with the lens of, I get to be 24 mm-hmm. again. I get to live next to my family. I get to you know, dive into this relationship with my boyfriend and pursue my careers in the starting stages, what would you do different? I'd wake up in the morning and go run at the beach. 
because I'm able to run. But if I'm actually 80, I, I might not even be able to stand anymore. So if you look at it with a fresh lens like that, you'll really see life in a different perspective, not take it for granted and live it to the fullest. Dang, that is so good. That's something I've never heard. And I'm definitely going to adapt that mindset because that's so refreshing. Thank you for that. All right, Nikki, shout out all of your Instagrams, your socials, if there's any brands that you're super passionate about outside of your activewear. And then of course, your activewear website and Instagram too. Perfect. Well, there's so many. So we got <laughs> my Instagram and my TikTok are both Nikki Fall underscore fitness. My Snapchat and my Twitter are Nikki Fall underscore fit. My YouTube is Nikki Font. My um, activewear page is Nikki Font activewear doc, or sorry, it's Nikki Font.com. That's my activewear page. And other than that, you can see all the brands that I love on my socials. Like I use the ones that you know that I love. You will see all over my page because I really do wear them all the time and use them all the time. But other than that, that's really, that's me. Amazing. You guys go follow Nikki. Like I said before, her content is just incredible right now. She's big into the at-home workouts versus gym workouts. So I really think you'll take a lot of value from her content. Please let her know when you come to her page, drop her a little comment, say, I heard from you from the podcast and I'm coming to check out your content now. Hopefully Nikki will have you on again soon in the future. Yay. Okay. <laughs> so grateful. <laughs> uh, thank you. I am so glad you came on today and I'm so glad you were the very first guest. This was so fun. It was an honor. Thank you guys so much for sitting in on this conversation. I hope you took a lot out of it and I hope whether you were on a walk, cleaning up your house, in the car, whatever you're doing, I hope it just added some light and positivity into your life and you were able to take away some tangible steps, tips, or tricks from this episode. Please let me know in the reviews or DMs what you learned here, what you took away, and what you want to hear more of because I really want to tailor these episodes to be the most beneficial for you guys. I do just want to give a quick reminder that our healthy hot cocoa company, Kaizos, which is gut-friendly, sleepy time, hot cocoa. It's hot cocoa packed with a bunch of supplements. We do have a unique discount code just for you guys. That is healthy25 for 25% off, and that is just for the podcast fam. So if you guys do want to try out the hot cocoa, you can go ahead and use that code to get you a tub of healthy hot cocoa. And if you want to check it out beforehand, you can always head to the Instagram. It's at K-A-I-Z-O-S. And if you randomly found this episode on Spotify or something, my socials are just at Brinley.joiner. I post all things health, wellness, and lifestyle on there, and I absolutely love reading your guys' DMs that come from this podcast. Last thing I want to say is I want to leave you guys with a little challenge for this week. So if you're listening to this at the time that it is posted, it is currently April 3rd, and I want to leave you guys with the challenge of writing down your April goals and intentions. So get your notes out, get a little piece of paper, whatever it is, and write five to 10 goals you have for this month. I think the first of a month is just such a good time to reset, refresh, refocus, and just write down some of your goals so that they can guide you as you move throughout the month. So again, thank you for listening in on this week's episode and we'll see you next Monday.